Well, happy anniversary. I know that's been said, you know, many times up, uh, you know, already, but man, I'm so thankful for this church, so grateful, and my goodness, we've been doing church for most, so many of us, 25 years together, and uh, before I, I jump in uh, further to what I want to talk about here this morning, uh, I also want to recognize that it's 9-11, and um, we are celebrating our church today, and we did our fireworks thing last night, and our staff did such an amazing job with our tailgate party. Carla Davis and her, her assistant Tony and everybody that was involved in that just knocked it out of the park uh, last night. But, but we also, on this day, on this morning, we remember the tragedy that took place 21 years ago and the lives that were lost. And so we don't want to, you know, just oversee that or overlook that. Um, we, we remember that as a church and we remember that as a, as a family. Also, uh, I want to ask you to pray for a family in our church. I know that uh, most of you know that a few nights ago, two Cobb County sheriffs lost their lives. Uh, they were serving a warrant, and they were just ambushed. And uh, one of those men is a member of our church, uh, Marshall Irvin, and his wife Jody and their two daughters, May and Court, uh, are, were in our first service. Amy and I were over at their house the other day, and uh, we're going to be doing that service here on Thursday at 2 o'clock, and uh, would you just pray for our team, but, also, but most of all, pray for Jody and her two girls and, and Marshall's sister, Tony, and that whole community, our law, law enforcement community, who when something like that happens, they all feel it very deeply, and we're so grateful for our own law enforcement uh, personnel who are here at Westridge Church on Sunday and just what they do for us, so be praying for us there, if you would. Well, last night uh, during our wonderful tailgate celebration, um, I had several people ask me this question. 25 years ago, did you ever think that all of this was going to happen? And here's what I, what I remember about 25 years ago. I believe that Steve and Dave and Paul and our wives would all say the same thing. We were just desperate for God's hand of blessing and anointing and power on our lives because we knew we would fail without it. We knew that we needed to stay humble, that we needed to stay hungry for God, we needed to stay on our faces before God, we needed to be obedient, and we just needed to love God and love people. But we also knew that, that whatever happened, this was not about us, that we always needed to approach our calling to Northwest Atlanta with open hands and open hearts, that this was always about God's kingdom, this was never ours, and it never has been. And we believe that if we did those things, that, that God would allow us to have a front row seat to something so incredible and so God-sized that we would just be absolutely foolish to, to take credit for just even one moment of it. And so looking back over 25 years, I know that we would all agree, and so many of them are sitting, they're all sitting over here, and I'm so grateful that Matt and Chris Wilmington are here this morning as well, our former executive pastor and his wife. Would you just say thank you to them for their years of service here as well? Um, but I think all of us would say with all of our hearts that we've watched God do exceedingly abundantly above everything that we could have ever dreamed of. As most of you know, our elders uh, this past summer gave me a three-month sabbatical, and one of the things that I asked God over and over during that time was, Lord, would you just give me clarity and vision about this next season of ministry? And as Amy and I have prayed together uh, so many times over these last several months for clarity and vision, the verses that God just kept bringing back to my heart were from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Matter of fact, and this is crazy, 
This morning I woke up, I'm on day, day 275 of my Bible reading program, and today is Ephesians chapter 3. It was just crazy, just the confirmation God gave me. And here's what the Apostle Paul wrote to this church in Ephesus. He said, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Very simply, God is able through his power that is at work within us to do immeasurably more than all we might ask or imagine to him be all the glory. The two words that I want to hone in on for just a moment here this morning are the words immeasurably more. That just simply means something that cannot be measured. And here's what I know to be true. God has truly done immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine over these past 25 years. When somebody asks me if I thought all of this was going to happen 25 years ago, here's my answer. No, he's done immeasurably more. He's allowed us to see 7,781 people make salvation decisions either in this building or at Vaughn or at East Pauley High School or at one of our kids' camps or at Rush. It's amazing. And we've had a chance to baptize now 5,294 of those people. We've been able to send missions teams now to 15 different foreign countries and several other places here in the United States. And we've seen God move in powerful ways on these trips. We're hearing some of those stories today. We've now had an opportunity to plant, to have a hand in planting 189 new churches here in the United States. You saw so many of those faces on the screen before the service. And, and, And we're getting ready to plant and have planted many, many more all over the world. We've had some of our students and adults become missionaries in places like Spain and Thailand and Turkey and Northern Africa and Burkina Faso, Africa and and, in Guinea and and Scotland and and soon to be England. We started a nonprofit in Burkina Faso, Africa. Paul Richardson and I had a chance to just catch a dream that God had for our hearts to plant something called Engage Burkina about 15 years ago. And now today, Westridge, you have been the main driver of this nonprofit and Paul was sharing with me the other day in our Engage board um, that that we've now had a chance to dig over 900 wells in that country to provide clean water for 900 different people in that group, uh, areas. We've we've funded, yes, we've funded 348 church planters and now we have seen over 25,000 Burkina Bay put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone to be their personal savior. Westridge Church alone, we have sponsored together, us together, over 1,200 children in Burkina Faso through our partnership with Compassion International. Our ministry in Burkina has now expanded into the nation of Guinea, and we believe God's going to take it even further into West Africa. We've, We've been able to transform three villages now in Guatemala. We are providing classrooms for education. We're taking care of widows and orphans. We're rescuing babies. We've had a chance to do VBS on the ground there where we're seeing kids put their faith in Christ. We're working at feeding stations and bringing clean water to to homes all over these villages. I love this right now. Our high school students have been working in Nicaragua over the last 10 years doing life-transforming work. And over the last 10 years, we've had 500 different high schoolers take missions trips now with us to, to, to Nicaragua. We've We've seen over 270 salvations on the ground there. We've built 
12 houses and multiple feeding centers. We've been able to dig four wells. We've paid for 129 kids to go to school. And, and because of your generosity, we've been able to do all of that and give out over 1,000 um, food bags to families. We've, it's been amazing. We've had a vibrant, ongoing ministry in Cuba through our partnership with World Help. And for many years, together, we have supported 36 church planters who have literally gone from village to village to village and now have started over 500 house churches on that island of Cuba. 25 years ago, we, we dreamed of a congregation of people that were passionate worshipers, lovers of the teacher, uh, teaching of God's word, and people who wanted to be fully devoted followers of Jesus. But now every Sunday, as we've seen that dream come a, become a reality, I can honestly say that God has just done immeasurably more. But here's something that I've said over and over in those early days, and I still say it to this day. If God allows us to be part of a mighty work, then he just deserves all of the glory. If he blesses us, even in the slightest way, all the praise goes to him. So with Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21 in mind, I have a couple challenges that I just want to give you as we look into the future. First of all, let's just continue to ask God to do immeasurably more than he's already done. Let's trust him to do more than what we've experienced together over the past 25 years. Immeasurably more. More influence, more reach, more depth, more faith, more growth, more power, and more love for people and more love for God. I love how Ephesians chapter, 20, or chapter 3 verse 20 reads in the Living Bible. It says this, Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers and desires and thoughts or hopes. Listen, if we're going to see God do immeasurably more than what we've already seen, then we have to dare to ask for it. We have to believe by faith that he can do it. And why not? The Bible says he's able. He's able to do more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers and desires and thoughts or hopes. So in light of all that God has done, God's redemptive plan to reach this community in our world is still as powerful and relevant as it was 25 years ago when, I had, when we had our very first service on September 7th, 1997. His word is timeless. He is still faithful. His promises are still true. And he still answers prayers. Westridge, he's still able. He's able and as Amy and I pray together, almost every morning, we're praying very specifically for marriages. We're praying for God to, to, to heal broken relationships. We're praying for individuals who have asked us to pray for their health. And we are naming the names of, of students and children in this, in this church. Very specifically, Amy and I pray all the time for the names of the children of our staff members. But I want to I ask you to join me here this morning to be praying for this one number. 14,000, 14,000, that's about how many people call Westridge Church their home church and attend throughout the year. We, we know that to be true because we called every family that calls Westridge their, their home on two different occasions in the years 2020 and 2021 during that COVID season. And that's not including the hundreds if not thousands that have been joining us online every week since that season began over the past two years. And I don't throw that number out to brag. I, I just give it to you because every one of those people are just precious to us. You are precious to us. Every one of those people are deeply loved by the Father. And I say this as much as I possibly can. I want you to know, Westridge, you are loved. 
You are loved and we are praying for you. And here's how we're specifically praying for you, that you will take your next step to be a fully, more fully devoted follower of Jesus. That's our mission statement as a church. We are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. We believe that the Bible teaches that someone who professes to be a follower of Jesus will reflect it in the way that they love. They love God and others. In the way that they grow, how they pursue their spiritual maturity. In the way that they, they serve by using the spiritual gifts that God has given them to serve others. And by the way, they share. The way they share the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community, nation, and world. When you go out this atrium every single Sunday, you see those words, love, grow, serve, share. Those are, are the marks of a, of a person who's growing in their faith with Jesus Christ. Over the past 25 years, God has used this church to push back some of the darkness in our community and to bring the light of Jesus to, to, to people who are hurting and struggling. And my prayer from day one has been that we would be a hospital for hurting people. That when this community is hurting, that they would turn to us to, to help them, that, that, that they would, and that we would lead the way. Lead the way for other churches to do the same thing. Before my sabbatical this past summer, some of, uh, of my staff and I laid out what we, we were going to be strategically doing in the area of outreach as we moved into this next season. And one of the questions we asked ourselves was, what are the local predicaments? What are the, what are, what are the focused, strategic, tough issues that God wants Westridge to tackle as we move into the future. And so here's a few things that we've talked about together, and I, I just want to lay them out in front of you as we celebrate 25 years today and as we look to the future. First thing is our, just our special needs community. Historically, families with children and young adults with special needs are the most unreached population in our country. Why is that? Well, because churches are ill-equipped to handle their needs. It's a challenging, tough ministries, and, and most churches either can't or won't tackle it. But here's the message that we want to send to families with individuals with special needs. You are not only welcomed here, but when you come here, you are our special guest of honor. So much. Yes. So much so that we're investing several million dollars in building a new addition to our building specifically for this community. And I want to tell you, if you are in this building right now, if you are watching online and you have the ability to pay for that building, I will stand right down here and I will take, I'll accept your check this morning. Um, we'd love to go into that thing with the whole thing paid off. But my dream for Westridge is that we would be an oasis for families with special needs situations. Another, another local predicament that we feel led to, to tackle is poverty and homelessness. The Bible commands us in Micah chapter 6 verse 8, it tells us to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before God. We're in a season right now where inflation is spiking and housing is becoming increasingly unaffordable. People are struggling to pay their bills and put food on their table. That's why during Hope for Christmas, we, we minister to, to literally thousands of children and hundreds of families. And this year, we have 20 different churches that are going to be joining us to do Hope for Christmas uh, in, this coming December. That's why we will continue to financially support ministries like Warehouse of Hope and, and Kaya and Love Beyond Walls through Terrence and Cecilia Lester who were in our first service and Must Ministries which is based in Cobb County. We're going to give thousands of dollars. We've been doing this for years. Thousands of dollars each year through our benevolence ministries into, to individuals who can't pay their mortgage or, or can't keep their elect, electricity or even their water running. We're going to continue to support our, our local school systems to help resource our schools as they're trying to help 
kids who are struggling, who are under-resourced and come from under-resourced families. Here's my dream. My dream is that one day that God will allow us to build a community center on this property, whether it's back there or across the street, that will allow us to house some of these ministries. But it will also be a place where people can come from all over for spiritual or physical or emotional counseling. That's my dream. I hope to see that. But I want to... Well, one of the other things that God has laid on our hearts, and I've never, I've never put this in front of you before, is foster care. Right now, there are over 12,000 kids in, in the Georgia foster care system. And here in our area, 40 to 50 kids are removed from their homes every month due to safety concerns. And so beginning in 2023, we're going to be partnering with Windshape Homes to build a network of families from within our own church that will provide a loving temporary home for these children in crisis. And if God does not call you specifically to, to foster a child, we're going to open up opportunities for you to support those that do. We're also reestablishing our partnership with the Paulding County Crisis Pregnant Center to, to help unwed mother, mothers to have the right kind of support as they courageously bring a child into the world. And we're excited about that partnership. Something else that we feel that God has called us to do is, is to tackle fatherlessness and, and, and mentoring. Currently, one out of every... One out of four children and students in our country are growing up in, in fatherless homes, or they don't have an active father in their home. That's 18.4 million children. Several years ago, one of our own couples that, 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 that have come out of this church, Jeff and Carrie Davis, started a ministry called Truth in Nature to mentor fatherless boys. And, oh, it's such a powerful ministry. And, and they started right here in our own community with one chapter, and now God has expanded their reach to 20 different chapters in 11 different states. And God has just poured his favor and blessing on this. And so many of you men in this church are already involved in that, but they need so much more help. And I want to just encourage you men to jump in to this, to this ministry because the needs are significant there. And then you hear me talk about this all the time. You heard me talk about it in, this, in the video a few moments ago, just the issue of lostness. You've heard me say before that I want Westridge Church to own the lostness of our community. And here's another number that Amy and I pray for nearly every morning together, the number 357,000. 357,000 people live within a 10-mile radius of Westridge Church. That's, and we know that over 80% of those people are not going to church on any given Sunday morning. They're unchurched. We're asking God to allow every man, every woman, every student, every child to have an opportunity to respond to the gospel and that they will say yes to Jesus, that they will say yes to salvation, yes to becoming a, a, a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And I know that's a big ask. It's audacious. But here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be reopened to you. Open to you. John 14, 13, Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, this will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Listen, we serve a God who can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. And as we ask God to help us to own the lostness of our community, we're going to continue to partner with organizations that help us to accomplish that mission. Partnerships like, like FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who we get a chance to pour thousands of dollars into every year who are leading hundreds of, of young uh, athletes to Christ every year through camps and different ministries. We're going to continue to plant churches all over the world and in our country. But also, we're going we're to continue to build up our own church planning network, engage churches as we partner with 
a larger organization called the Send Network. Listen, I, I don't know if you know this, but church planting is the single most effective way to share the gospel with lost unchurched people. And that's why Paul and Angela Richard, Richardson have answered the call along with their two boys to go plant Take Hold Church in one of the most unchurched places in our entire world, Edinburgh, Scotland. That's why Kevin and Mandy Darnell moved their family to the, the Basque region of Spain. You saw Mandy just a moment ago on the screen. And they planted a church that's reaching just looks like hundreds of people right there in one of the, just a very unchurched region of our world. Tim and Tandy Grandstaff were in the first service and ten, about 10 or 11 years ago, they left here after serving on our staff for many years to plant, to plant Genesis Church in Orlando, Florida. And that church is thriving today. In just a moment, I'm going to introduce you to a church planting couple that we're getting ready to pray over, Dakota and Maggie Adair, who are going to be planting in Central Texas. One of the churches that several churches in this community have planted together through our network engaged churches is Creekside Church in North, North Paulding, through Greg and Leilani Sizemore. And uh, listen, I mean, that church is thriving. So we're going to be really focusing in on special needs and on poverty and homelessness and foster care and fatherlessness and mentoring and owning the losses of our community because we believe that God wants us to answer those very specific issues in our communities. Those, those, those predicaments that we find our, that the, our community finds ourselves in. But that doesn't mean that, that we're going to say no to other things. It just means that we're going to say yes to those things. And those things are challenging issues to tackle. But no, listen, know that God is calling us to join him in pushing back the darkness and bringing the light of Jesus Christ to those very specific predicaments. Do we have our work cut out for us? Oh, absolutely. It's going to take a lot of serving. It's going to take a lot of humility. It's going to take a lot of generosity. And it's going to take a lot of prayer. But I love the words of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He's able to do it. God is able to do it. And how will he do it? He tells us, according to his power that is at work within us. That means he wants us to partner with him to make it happen. And he is powerful. And his power is at work within us. And so we have to say yes to what he's calling us to do together. I love this question that God posed to Israel's people through the prophet Jeremiah. He said through Jeremiah to the people of Israel, he said, I, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? That means that God looks at the issues that, that, that he's called us to tackle in this community and he says, listen, none of that is too hard for me. He looks at marriages that are on the brink of disaster and he says, listen, that's not too hard for me. Instead, believe by faith that I can do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine in the relationship you're in right now. God looks at your son or daughter who may be away from Christ that you have been pleading with God to bring back and he says, trust me, this is not too hard for me. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, here's what Jesus says. He says, with man things seem impossible but with God, all things are possible. So whatever you're dealing with today, with listen, with man, it is impossible with God, but with God, all things are possible. So together, Westridge, let's ask God to do immeasurably more than he's already done. And then the second thing is, let's, let's just let, never fail to give God the glory. As we go into the next 25 years, I can't wait to see what God has in store I will promise you this, it will be measurably more, immeasurably more than what we could ever ask or imagine. However, let's start the next 25 years the very same way 
we started the first 25 years. Let's be desperate for God's hand of blessing and anointing and power on our lives. Let us long to be part of something so incredible and so God-sized that we would just be absolutely foolish to ever take credit for it. it. Let us stay humble and hungry for God. Let us us stay on our faces before God. Let Let us just be obedient to what he's calling us to do. When we have our prayer nights here on the first Monday of every night, let's pack this room out and plead with God to move in greater ways than he's ever done before. Let's refocus our heart just to love people and love God. Let's jump in and serve. Let's be more generous than we've ever been before. Let's be more loving and kind and forgiving than we've ever been before. And let us always approach God with open hands and open hearts and remind ourselves day in and day out, this has never been about us and it never will be. This is all about him and his glory. And when he chooses to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or dream, let's always give him all the credit and all the praise and all the glory. I love what Psalm chapter 115 verse 1 says, not to us, oh Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Let's bow our head for just a moment. Father, not to us, not to us, but to your name be all the glory. The first 25 years, you've done immeasurably more than we could ever ask or dream or imagine. And you get all the praise and all the glory. And so, Lord, as we walk into these next many years together, we're asking you to do more. Do immeasurably more. Lord, blow us away so that whoever's standing on the stage 25 years from now can talk about greater things, bigger things than we've experienced together in the first 25 years. We know you can do this because you're able through the power that is at work within this church, the people of this church, you're able. And may you get all the glory for what you choose to do next. If you're here today and you've never crossed the line of faith like the 7,700 plus that I talked about earlier, today is your day. You say, what do I do? Pray with me. Just say, Lord, at this very moment, I humble my heart. And I recognize, Lord, that I want to be part of a faith community who follow Jesus with all their heart. And so, Lord, I need forgiveness in my life. So I humble my heart before you and I say yes to Jesus. And I put all of my faith and all of my trust in him alone. And I ask you to be my my Lord and Savior. What Jesus did for me on the cross was enough. And I say yes to him today. If you're praying that with me right now, I want you to do something courageous and bold at the end of the service. Would you just walk through that glass atrium exit to the left of the left of the backside of the auditorium? And just tell someone that you made that decision. Or walk out to our host center and just tell someone that you made that decision today. We want to help you to take your next step in following Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for tuning in for today's message. If you want to dig deeper into what you just heard, consider checking out our Next Steps podcast. Every Monday, we'll have a practical conversation surrounding Sunday's message and talk through how we can apply it to our daily lives. Along the way, we're going to tackle other tough questions and topics that will help strengthen your walk with God. Whether you're new to the faith or you're a longtime follower of Christ, there's a next step to take in your own story. Just search for Westridge Church Next Steps Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or visit westridge.com backslash podcast.